Hi there, and welcome to Drunk Distory Presents The Dark Ride, a Disney Parks podcast hiding in a drinking game. Here we will talk about and rate all of your favorite and not-so-favorite rides and attractions, and maybe catch some interesting facts along with our buzz. My name is Ryan Bieber, and I'm here with my co-host, Adrian Hamilton. We are two diehard fans of the House of Mouse, and we started this show because we know that cool people like this stuff, too. So we're here to normalize all you adulting Disney files and have a few adult beverages while we're at it. And now that that's out of the way, let's find out what in the wide world of Diz we're talking about today. All right, you animals. Today we're going to be heading to the land of anteaters, antelopes, and oversized animatronic ants to talk about the weenie that proves that trees are worth hugging. That's right. As we work through all of the Disney World icons, we're going to get all up in the greenery as we do a deep dive and drink our way through to Animal Kingdom's Tree of Life. So let's get some drinks and some facts. And we gonna be right back. Hey, Adrian, are you ready to get to the center of all these critters and get to the bottom of who's got the best weenie? Well, based on all your music choices, I'm sure we're definitely talking about Epcot's weenie. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the, if there's one song that people just overall associate with Animal Kingdom, it's Nazarene. Like there's not like there's nothing about that that goes with any other park. I love pretending that I know the words to that. <laughs> and I just make shit up. Not a piece of Pena. Yeah. In I think that's the words. I, I agree with you. <laughs> and the next time I'm going to sing it completely different and I will agree with you again. Yeah. Yeah, um, I'm excited. I, you know, I really love this mini series we're doing here because I really love these park icons. They're cool. They're, this they're sort cool. Of, they're, but I mean, like, they're this. There's this symbol of each of these amusement parks that, like, when you see it, you're like, "Oh boy, <laughs> I'm here." Now, I'm sure that like locals don't have that experience, but people that vacation to Disney World, like. That that emotion comes up when you see these icons. That's totally uh, the exact experience that you just said. Like the "I'm here" moment. You know, like I'm here. Yeah, yeah, like like you know, like you you pay your ticket. You know, you go through the booth, all that kind of jazz. You get stamped or whatever. You grab the map. Yeah. All of that is like, uh, you know, it's exciting, but it doesn't like. There's no magic to any of it. But like right. the second that you see, well, some of the these icon. some of these more than others. But the second that you see. Others. Especially this one, one, because it's hidden from the front. You know, when you see this, it's like you're in it. Right. Yeah. This one is a little bit more like it more blends in with the landscape. This is a weird one. We're going to get all into it. Like, it's a weird one. Yeah. yeah let's, this, let's, is, this is a weird one. Let's crack this egg because I, I, there's a lot to unpack here. Um, well, this is, you know, as, as you know, and hopefully as you at home know, this is a drinking show. And to do that, we need some beverages. So uh, today... Uh, in my effort to make life more difficult for Adrian uh, and her bar supply, uh, please enjoy this delicious cocktail called the Tree of Life, courtesy of Chicago's Bar Ramon. 
And to have this drink, you're going to need uh, one and a half ounces of gin, a half an ounce of uh, Cocoa Simple. I, I just use like coconut milk. I had some from uh, one of our previous I episodes. Cocoa com- I only had Cocoa Complex, Ryan. Is that okay? Or No, I mean, and you needed to make it simple. So like if you maybe like, you know, hit that on its head a couple times. Maybe okay. you know, maybe that complex solution would get a little simple on you, get a little simple jack for you. Uh, you're also going to need 0.5 ounces of apple of I'm sorry of pineapple juice and uh, a little bit of lime juice uh, and some tonic. So uh, oh. in a cocktail shaker, you're going to combine everything but the tonic, shake it up, and then add the tonic to the shaker. Give it just like a little uh, like soft mm-hmm. mix, and then strain that over some fresh rocks. And it's like this weird, milky-looking, uh, I don't know, like tropical drink. This is not your granny's gin and tonic. This is it's a whole new thing. Uh, it's a little cummy-looking. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, it's a little. It's, wow! It's, it's, wow! I mean, like it's it's not it's it's not like as pina colada, and it's more like uh, penis. Oh, yeah. No. yeah, yeah, I know, I know, but it, it is, del- is a lot of Ryan, but it is delicious. So, you know, yeah. um, you know, cheers, 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 to- cheers. cheers. Uh, all right. Um, so this cocktail is aptly named the tree of life because, uh, the coconut tree, um, which is what gives it its cummy complexion, uh, is, uh, supplies oil, fruit, lumber, and other resources, um, this is what Miss Liz Pierce, the head mixologist of Bar Ramon, says probably to all of her dates. Yeah, I mean, why why not lead with that? Yeah, <laughs> why not? Why not? Indeed. <laughs> uh, so, Adrian, what are you? Uh, what kind of mug are you drinking out of today? So, I'm gonna um, I'm gonna veer away from the mug, but I'm gonna stay in the Disney family this week. I'm drinking out of my um, Typhoon Lagoon glass that I had found at a um at a vintage fair i think i've talked about this before it's one of those mcdonald's when mcdonald's would give away the glasses oh yeah so this one's the um this one's the like it's typhoon lagoon and it's got like goofy and everybody and it's got the thing but what's cool about this and the reason i chose this is because that is some blizzard beach shit by the way not typhoon lagoon i don't know what you're talking about there's typhoon lagoon they got plummet summit on the other side Maybe it's a maybe it's I guess it's all oh, you all, know all water parks, I guess. Oh, it's all water park. Oh, it is. There's Blizzard Beach. Look at Look, this. It just proves that you could have something right in front of your face. <laughs> right? <laughs> you never, completely you never know. Friggin' different. But what I liked about this is that it's from the twenty fifth anniversary of Disney World. Which right now we're in the fiftieth anniversary wow. of Disney World. We sure are. So this is a twenty five year old glass. I mean, it's almost as old as me. Um, <laughs> almost. <laughs> it's almost. Um, and um, you know, just, I've just got a couple years on it, and it's um, legal. You know, it's a, that's a legal glass. It's a legal glass. Yeah. So that's what I'm drinking out of today. Wow. The water parks are close to Animal Kingdom. They are very close. So there we go. Cool. What um, do you drink? What are you drinking out of? I got my Tree of Life mug today. Um, okay. It's got the little carved animals all over it, and. Uh, and it's got a gator and a lion and a snake, uh, a poorly represented orangutan. Yeah. What about a snozberry? No, no snozberries. That's a plant. This is a oh, this is a well, fauna only. Oh well, 
I don't know <laughs> if I agree with that. <laughs> All right, cool. So you're a little bit more on brand than me, but we, uh, we're yeah, you know, I do, I, I do what I can. Yeah. Yeah. The bare minimum. Yeah. Pretty much, pretty much uh, the bare minimum. <laughs> so we got, um, we got a whole lot of factoids. So let's, let's, uh, what do you think? You want to just get right into this? Talk about some trees. Yeah. Let's talk about some trees. Let's talk trees. I mean, why not? Okay. So, uh, this in is New York city. <laughs> This icon is called the Tree of Life. It's located in the center of Animal Kingdom uh, on Discovery Island, which is uh, kind of the the hub of the spokes with uh, with Animal Kingdom. Even though there's a, a river that runs around the hub, it's still kind of a, the same classic Disney hub and spoke design. The tree was opened uh, with the park back on Earth Day, April 22nd, 1998. Uh, the park was then CEO and pretend friend of the show, Michael Eisner's idea of how to bring Disney and animals together. Um, eight years before the park would open, uh, Mr. Eisner met with then concept artist, Imagineer, and earring model, Mr. Joe Rohde, for a workshop on how to bring the magic of Disney to the kingdom of animals. So I think we need to give uh, give our buddy, Mr. Mr. Rode and... Uh, Cheers and, to the Rodeer. And, you know, for Eisner, too. I love me some Eisner. Yeah, I mean, he's he's an Imagineer, right? Yeah. It's not, not really. I mean, he's a CEO. But... I mean, what is the criteria? Like, is it is that like an official title? Like, you, when that's your job title? Yeah. I so mean, like, with a, like, with a subset, right? Like, you'd be an Imagineer... Like a lighting imagineer or a concept oh, okay. imagineer. Well, you, so you couldn't be like, like a CEO. He could be CEO like he could be like yeah. He could be like big boss imagineer. I'm the big boss. I think like he's probably just like an honorary imagineer. I'm I'm willing to give it to him. I'm also an honorary honorary imagineer. Only in in, in my eyes, absolutely. That's, that's right. If it's in somebody's eyes, it that's, exists. That's what counts. That's what counts. <laughs> Uh, so, tree talk. <laughs> so there was one rule that came out of this workshop and uh, that was that it had to be more than a zoo. And it turns out that the best way to make something more than a zoo is to put a whole lot of fake concrete rocks in the middle of Florida. Uh, in fact, Disney hired more than 500 skilled craftsmen to just work on fake rocks at this park. Uh, that's not just at the tree, but like in general, there's like a lot of fake rocks and a lot of dudes that had to do them. What are they made out of? Plaster? Yeah, they're made out of like cement and and steel, metal lath. Kind of the same thing that the tree's made out of, really. So I remember like, going to Florida in the '80s, and I don't know if you felt this way, but like the like the biggest thing that would amaze me would be the musical rocks. Oh yeah, like the rocks that like were a secret speaker. Oh yeah, now you can I get mean, them in like, your backyard. That blew my mind. Yeah. What? Now you can get that in your backyard. You can you can get that in your front yard. You can get that anywhere. That's true. You can yeah, even put it, you can put it in your house if you're a psychopath. Right. This is my this is my uh, my stereo system. You're like oh, it's you mean that big rock over there? Bunch Why? Of rocks. Why? <laughs> Why do you got all these rocks in your living room? Oh, I really hey. like I really like my hi-fi. <laughs> rock and roll. Wow. <laughs> uh, 
So uh, to organize all of these fake rocks, they needed a central marker for the park, and that took the form of a giant tree, the Tree of Life towering over Discovery Island. Uh, the tree is a symbol of the interconnectedness of life, uh, and this massive sculpture took about 18 months to create. Uh, the tree was formed and engineered on a refitted oil uh, rig platform uh, containing a base structure with massive 36-inch uh, diameter pipes and many steel and concrete limbs uh, that are connected to that base structure. The structure uh, was built to withstand hurricane-force winds of over 74 miles per hour. All of the branches and limbs were created off-site and then staged nearby for construction, which is kind of done like a giant toy. Like, they took cranes, and they would lift up these giant, uh, you know, pieces of, uh, of fake branches and limbs, and they would just kind of, like, insert you know, the each plugged into its respective slot and then they would bolt it in place and then they would uh like just like a giant toy model. Got it. Yeah, really cool. Cause it was like yeah massive. You know, it's like a hundred it's it's so big. Um yeah. I don't know, the little boy in me is like, ah heavy equipment. <laughs> I'm so excited for it. Yeah, I don't have that reaction, Ryan. Sorry. Well, all the little boys that listen to this show have I don't that- think it's a gender thing. I think it's a, uh, I think it's a, um, eh. I'm an architect nerd that likes big equipment and, and you like, okay. and, and you like other little equipment, uh, other things. <laughs> it's not the size that matters to Adrian. Apparently uh, that's not true. <laughs> well, speaking of size, this tree is 145 feet tall. It has more than 8,000 branches of different sizes, uh, and more than 102,000 thousand artificial kynar plastic leaves the tree is sculpted after uh, the baobab tree which is also known as the upside down tree uh, for the way that its branches are kind of like root like um, and it's it's like the you know really wide uh, that the trunk of it is really really wide um, and you see that on the safari the real one mm-hmm. you see uh, yeah i don't think that they're real though i think that they're again fake Oh, really? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that they're God fake. God damn it, Disney. Yeah, like, is nothing real? You're going to tell me Jiminy Cricket doesn't really sing? <laughs> not going not gonna to get there. <laughs> he doesn't wear a top hat? I don't want to destroy your Sorry, childhood. I've had it. I don't want to destroy it. your childhood all at once. <laughs> um, so uh, these deciduous trees are known for its giant wide trunk, and they are indigenous to Madagascar, mainland Africa, and Australia. The baobab is known amongst the to be amongst the oldest living things on Earth, uh, with some known to get to the ripe old age of twenty four hundred years old. So, if this one, if the tree of life was a real one, it would be like I don't know, five thousand years old or some shit, because it's so big. But it's not real, Ryan. Don't ruin my childhood, okay? I didn't you ruin your Jiminy first. Cricket. I didn't ruin your Jiminy Cricket. Don't ruin mine. Uh. So the baobab has fruit. Um, it's got fruit that's known to taste like sherbet, which makes me think, like, uh, why aren't we getting that shit into a Dole Whip? Yeah, wha- wait a minute. Yeah, I want some <laughs> baobab whip. Fruit that tastes like sherbet. Yeah. I'm into it. I'm into it, too. Yeah. I mean, I'm really into it. Really, really into it. If it was only real. It is. That part's would, real. <laughs> that part's real. I don't know. I'm not believing any of this. Oh, wow. 
<laughs> my, my facts are gone. Next over. thing you're going to tell me that like they use forced perspective on the castle or something. Like it's just bullshit. <laughs> it, I mean, a lot of it's bullshit. <laughs> um, the tree of life was inspired by the mythological concept of the tree of life, uh, <laughs> by the same name. Uh, it is a motif uh, present uh, present in several religions and mythologies, particularly Indo-European religions, Siberian religions, and Native American lore. The world tree is represented as a colossal tree which supports the heavens, thereby connecting the heavens, the terrestrial world, and through its wor- uh, through its roots, the underworld. Which makes you think about what's happening in Tough to Be a Bug. I guess they're just so all- this. Demons. Okay, but bugs are demons. I, yeah, I guess that's what's happening. If they're the they roots, and the roots of the underworld. Uh, surrounding, <laughs> surrounding the tree of life are meadows for animals that were chosen for their beauty and playful behavior. Uh, these are animals like otters and lemurs, cranes and storks. Um, when you're at, I always think of it like when you're at. Animal Kingdom, that those are like the throwaway, like the throwaway animals. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, the ones that are, you know, like you don't stop and watch the animals that are around the tree because, like, there's better animals it's to do a waste check of out. time. Yeah. Like, seeing a flamingo, it's like we're in Florida. Yeah, yeah. I can yeah. see one, you know, in my parents', like, you know, house in the backyard eating shrimp. I don't think that's really true, but I can see a crane. That's pretty cool. Can't see a flamingo in my parents' backyard. You should probably Everybody. like just like get a flamingo and put it back there. Well, they 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 have the lawn ornament. Nice. <laughs> that's that's close enough. This is Disney. Everything's fake. It's close enough. Yeah, I mean those. We don't even know if those are real flamingos. We don't know if any of these animals are real. They could all be <laughs> fake. <laughs> like really good animatronics. Wouldn't that be the biggest? Like <laughs> the biggest? You know ruse ever pulled and that all the animals in animal kingdom are fake it's pretty amazing it would be pretty amazing <laughs> uh so to make the shape of the tree they uh they made a, a half inch scale model right in in the imagineering shops uh out in california and then they cut that model into like four inch by four inch squares um so that they like why so why a half an inch ryan you're an architect like why that a half of an inch? So, like a half inch model is is pretty big. Not it, the whole thing wouldn't be a half inch. It's like a half inch scale. So, like one foot is equal to a half an inch. Oh, okay. I thought that the tree of yeah. life was a half an inch tall. I'm like, can we maybe give it like a five inch tree? <laughs> like just a so, little bit. <laughs> so basically, like at the end of the day, like the model was probably like three feet tall. Okay. All right. Right. Thank you. I'm glad I asked. Yeah. So they sculpted everything. They put that through like wind tunnels, everything like they, they used that model to kind of like figure out how everything was going to work. And when they were finally happy with it, they uh, they kind of like drew a grid onto it and then cut the model up into little four inch by four inch sections. Okay. Um, and then they uh, using like, <laughs> you know, top of the line, cutting edge 1990s computer software, uh, they use a stylus to um kind of 3d trace the you know everything that was on each of these little four by four squares and and they took that information put it into the computer and then used a uh a rebar bending machine 
to bend the like the sub um the subframe to like to the exact you know shape that they needed and then they put like metal lath on top of that uh, and so and and I, I should go back and say like that when uh the the bending machine like upscaled it so now you're looking at like big eight foot by eight foot sections instead of a four inch by four inch section it's now like you know yeah. at its full scale so now they're big eight foot by eight foot sections and then uh, they added the metal lath onto it, and then they hoisted it into uh, into its place, and then kind of like um, welded it, and uh, and then you know started putting the the cement material on to like as like a sub base, and then finally they put like an additional carving uh, substrate on that the actual artist would like you know draw or or sculpt the the. Uh, the bark and critters onto. So okay. it's like, it's like, you know, 18 months worth of like some serious work to get this thing up. Labor intensive. Big time, big time. Uh, speaking of the bark, that tree contains a bark that has so many different uh, animal carvings. Uh, the having the animal carvings was the brainchild of Imagineer Frank Newcomb. Cheers to the Imagineers. Mr. Cheers, N- Frank. Mr. Newman. Frank the Tank. Frank the Tank. Uh, <laughs> the animals were carved uh, by a group of artists uh, that were brought in from outside Disney. Uh, a lot of them were Native American jewelry artists. Oh, my God. It would have been so much funny, like funnier if you said a lot of them were from Universal Creative. Oh, that would have been amazing. <laughs> uh, no, they were like a lot of Native Americans and Hungarian uh, like artisans uh, and other, you know, like a dude from Indianapolis. Legit. Yeah, le- legit, legit artists that, that like <laughs> Disney brought on. I mean, not that Disney doesn't have legit artists. Obviously, they do. They have amazing art teams. But they brought in like... Culturally, cultural... like Yeah, they purposely brought in like people that like had like an affinity for animals and animal sculpting and, and things like that to, yeah. to bring them on. And I think a lot of, you know, out of all of the parks, Animal Kingdom does have an air of authenticity to it, and that's yeah. because they do bring local artisans in to like help do whatever they're doing. Absolutely, um, and it's not just like you know Bob from Burbank, right? Yeah. Bob from Burbank's version of Harambe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Bob from Burbank's like, good. Don't get me wrong; he's great. He deserves to be <laughs> on. The, he's got a spot in the team, but like you don't you don't get to lead the team, Bob. No, no. No, we're not asking you what what you think. You know, uh, Harambe looks like. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, yes. Yeah, so um, you know, all all these sculptors, uh, you know, got up on the scaffolding and crafted uh, each of the many critters that you see surrounding the tree and the root system of the icon. The carving cement would shape up and set in like five to ten hours. So like the work was pretty fast and furious. They 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 got these animals done like really quickly. Um, and I'll, I have like a little story about how fast they were actually able to do some of this stuff uh, in a little bit. But I think first we need to do a little game time. Oh, you, you knew this was coming. How many well, critters well. are there, Adrian? This is a multiple choice. Uh, how many individual animals, bugs, birds, mammals, and reptiles are hand carved into that tree of life? Is seven. it? Oh, is it seven? <laughs> Is it three? Is it uh, is it a thousand twenty five, two hundred and twenty five, five hundred and twenty five, or three hundred and twenty five? Um, I could be 
I this could be a mismemory, but I'm I'm gonna go with three hundred and twenty five. I feel like I, that that number sounds familiar to me. Well, it should. Good job. It is three hundred and twenty five. Originally, who loves you, baby? Talking to you, Disney. <laughs> so that means I guess I'm I'm drinking now, huh? I got you're uh, drinking. I'm drinking to my intelligence. You're drinking to my intelligence as well. Oh, that sounds about fair. And you at home drink along with us. If you got it right, then uh, you know tell your friend to drink. And if uh, if you got it wrong, then you can drink right along with me. Uh, yeah. We're gonna do five five sips. Five sips, five seconds, whatever feels right. Whatever. Oh, that's tropical. Mmm, tummy. Gross. <laughs> you said it. <laughs> I know, unfortunately. Uh, so originally, there were actually only 324 animals on this tree. Weird, huh? I mean, how did they? How did they get that one extra animal on Ryan? Do tell. <laughs> so before the park was open, they were visited by acclaimed naturalist and primatologist Miss Jane Goodall, who asked the Imagineers if they had included one of her beloved chimpanzees into the Tree of Life. Uh, they realized that they had not and were embarrassed. So within a week, the sculpt like within a week, they pulled this off. Uh, they the sculptors had created a perfect representation of our favorite chimpanzee, a chimp named David Graybeard. David Graybeard, the chimp, is my favorite. David Graybeard. It's such a good name for a chimp. Why? <laughs> like. That's how crazy this woman got in the middle of, of like the, the jungles of Borneo or wherever the hell she was, where she was like, oh, this chimp, this chimp looks like a David to me. Yeah. And then everything was good all. Yeah. Wow. I don't like that. But um, I still had that sound effect. You had it. You have it, and I didn't get it. I'm, I'm never going to play that for you, ever. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Um, the sculpture can be seen, uh, at the attraction queue. Um, so it's like right down by, it's tough to be a bugs. Uh, I think like, like right when you're about to go into the like inside area of the queue, like the waiting area at the base or at the yeah, shaft at, at the base, not at the <laughs> shaft of the tree, but at the base of the tree. Okay. Um, <laughs> I don't know how the Tree of Life discussion became the dirtiest episode of, of well, I mean, the Dark Ride. It deserves it. What can I say? Um, the Tree of Low Life. <laughs> well, that's the episode name. <laughs> Found it. Um, so uh, this this uh, carving is the only one to have a plaque next to it. So you can like actually read about Jane Goodall and... And Mr. Graybeard on a little plaque. Oh, the queue. So, uh, what do you think? You want to, um, you want to drink that icon? Let's drink this icon, man. All right. I mean, what are we doing here? Let's get it going.
All right, all right. Cool. All right, so we're going to play Drink That Icon. It's real similar to Drink That Ride, but it's icon-related. So uh, play along at home. It's basically a Drink the Difference game where we're going to rank the icon through a series of rounds and drink the point difference that we give for each. For example, if a category is worth five points and you give it a three in that category, then you're going to be drinking two. That's two sips, two seconds, two shots, uh, two uh, mugs, whatever your criteria is. As long as you do it today. Yeah, you're big boys and girls. You can figure it out. You're good. Oh, you missed a great joke. As long as I do it today. He said two sips, two seconds, and I went today. Wow. I'm just, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm throwing out, I'm Richard Pryoring the heck out of this thing. You, you are just throwing out just gold left and right, and it's just falling on my. It's so empty wasteland. It's yeah, going into, into my empty wasteland. <laughs> All right, so we got, uh, we got a bunch of categories. Uh, in the technical rounds, there are going to be a total of thirty points. Uh, we have uh, overall appearance, function, uh, the lighting uniqueness the interior and exterior components and then uh in the second half of it we have the sentimentality round so the overall appearance this is the beauty and or the wow factor this is worth five total points um you know this is uh like different and beautiful from every angle you know and and you're able to get closer to this than you are to any of the other icons i think you're you know you can go up you can actually touch it uh you know, all the carvings are spectacular and you can hug it. You can totally get your tree hug on. Yeah. That's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. It's the hokey pokey. So we're, we're, we're playing right now. We're, we're talking about the beauty of this icon. The overall appearance. Yeah. So a bit, just some context before we start doing this, I just want to say right up front that this is our second we're ranking all four Disney Park icons. Mm-hmm. This is a, we're we're right now in our second week. We just did just came off the Cinderella Castle. Yep. Which just to refresh everybody's uh, memory, scored a possible forty five out of fifty points overall. I just want to say that up front before I start tanking this ride. Whoa! You're I mean, gonna, I mean, we're tanking. No, we're gonna wanna, tank the icon. Okay. I don't okay. want to tank the icon. I'm not gonna tank the icon, but I just want to. I just want to put that out there that like even Cinderella Castle did not get a perfect score, which was a little mind blowing to me. Like I, it, it didn't score even a little bit less than perfect. It was like down a whole five points. Well, so I mean, let's just yeah, that's still pretty so damn good. So I just want to say that in terms of beauty, in my mind. And overall appearance, I don't think that the Tree of Life holds a candle to, like, Cinderella Castle in terms of overall, like, it just doesn't. Is is it because it's, like, a little chody? (laughs) (laughs) It's like, it's it's a little chody. It is, but I It's got that girth. It's got that girth. We does not have the, I'm does not, not, gonna, have I'm the not entertaining. I'm not. I'm not calling it a chode. Um, I, I think that we talked about this like in the very beginning. Can. It kind of blends in with the lit. It doesn't like the thing about the icons is that they kind of, to me, they should stand out. This one blends in, 
And I don't feel like there's enough of a differentiate, dif- like okay. differentiating from the I, landscape. Yeah, but but like so. All right, so like I think, I think that that is the next like the next category where we're talking about function. I totally agree with you that that's like a downfall. But in the overall appearance and the beauty or wow factor of a tree that has 325 unique animals carved into it, that everywhere, every time you look at it, you see a new animal that comes but out because it's you like don't a magic see that eye. By, you don't see that by until until you get up close. You like looking at that icon from, you know, like right when you like right when you're passing like the mercantile. Yep. You don't. You can't tell that there's 325 animals on. It's just like a tree. No, it's like as you get closer to it. They like it's come out. Of, they like come out of the woodwork. Aha! Aha! It's an Easter egg. <laughs> I mean, it's, I don't know if it's an Easter egg. It's not like a hidden Mickey, you know. Like it's a little hidden. They're like. It's, it's, I don't think of it as something that's like super prominent. It's. I think it's. I. I think I maybe the from point. A, maybe the point of the icon, like, was to blend in. Maybe. This is supposed to be the na- very natural park. You t- you said that it's the most like authentic. Maybe like having something that is so like polarizing was not the goal. Um, it also doesn't ever. It doesn't feel like higher than everything to me. No, it's the it's the shortest of all the icons. Yeah. Um. So this is the category. This is worth five points. This yes. category. I'm gonna give it a three. Okay. Oh, I forgot to get our scorecard out. Oh, I was going to say, do you want me to keep score? Um, I can do it. Yeah, if you don't mind, just because I can't. I got it. I don't have it out and about. Don't worry about it. Got it. Cool. Um, I, I'm i with you. I do think that it's uh, that it's, has a wow factor to it, and I think that its beauty gets better, like the closer, I guess the closer that you get to the to the actual tree and you can get super close to it. You can touch it. You know, you can walk right up to it, touch that carving. Yeah. I, I, I really, I, I like this. First off, I'm going to say, I like this icon quite a bit. Um, I'm going to give overall appearance a four. Okay. Uh, you can drink one. I'll drink two. Sounds delicious. Mm. The next tastes like tree. Mm. Delicious. The next category is uh, our function category. Uh, it's is this a good weenie? You know, like does it act as a direction marker or a compass for the park? And I would say uh, that this is not a very successful weenie. Um, it's very short in comparison to other. Um, other park icons, it fades into the surrounding landscape. Uh, you know, you, you really only see it when you're in that central hub area, you know, if as soon as you're, as soon as you're like out in the outskirts of the park, you don't really see it anymore. No. And it's difficult to like, be like, Oh, where is that one specific tree of life? Yeah. Yeah. Because there's trees everywhere. Yeah. I mean, once um, you see it, you, you like, it's obvious once you see it that it, it's something. Sure. Um, but, yeah, I agree. It's not, it's not, it's not up there enough. It is central. And out of our four icons, only two of them are 
dead in the center. And that is the Tree of Life and the castle. Yeah. So that is a good part of it. Because I think it's like it kind of becomes this, like, focal point of the park. Like, right in the center. Like, right, like... Where, so it's going to get some points for that, but not for being, like, weaning me towards it. Sure. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Um, I'm going to go... Uh, I think that, for me, this is a... Is it, this category is out of five points. Uh, for me, it's a 2.5. Ty goes to the ride. Ty goes to the icon, so I'm going to give it a three. Okay. Um, I'm also going to give it a three. I was a low three. You know, like I, I, I was debating between a two and a three as well. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna also give it a three. All right, cool. We're both uh, drinking down two. Yeah. Okay. Next category is lighting. How does this? How does this look at night? Oh, this this category. This is gonna. Do, it's gonna do pretty good in this category. I think. I think so too. Uh, it's out of five points. So the park has only recently begun to transition into a nighttime experience park for the longest time. Uh, there was no nighttime experience at the park. It kind of closed down like at dusk. Sure. Uh, and that's, you know, it, they have real animals. They're not animatronic animals for the most part. So, uh, you know, these animals need to, uh, not be overly stressed at night when a lot of them are most active, uh, by having, you know, a, a bunch of people from Boca Raton, like with cameras out and shit. It's always the people from Boca. Damn fucking Bocas. <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, this is where it really, it really shines. I think in the lighting category, maybe like better than a lot of them. Yeah, I agree. So, uh, in the spring of 2016, the nighttime show of uh, the Tree of Life Awakenings uh, began. It's a series of projection mapping uh, shows that debuted, uh, in, uh, in May, like late May of 2016 as part of the park's new nighttime operating hours. Uh, there's four projection presentations that are featured throughout the evening, which have been given names on the rivers of light soundtrack. Uh, those are journey, which is, a the projection is a playful deer and a watchful hawk. Uh, the next one's rendezvous, which is a hummingbird and flowers. Gift Giver, which is a red fox in a winter setting. Uh, the Disney Medley, which is animal imagery inspired by Pocahontas, Bambi, Dinosaur, Tarzan, Finding Nemo, Avatar, The Jungle Book, Brother Bear, and The Lion King. It's like the big IP one. Um, and yeah, that's it. So, uh, so that, you know, these shows are, are really kind of spectacular. Um, there's also, you know, we talked about how many leaves there were earlier. So in 2016, they took off, like, they replaced, like, most of those leaves uh, that have, leave, they replaced them with leaves that have LEDs embedded in them. So the whole tree, like, shimmers at night now with, like, with LED lights, which is pretty spectacular looking. Ryan, the Tree of Life Awakening to this day blows my mind. Like, I can't, like, I would literally schedule my evening to be able to watch like those animals come to life on the tree because they literally like my brain can't process what like it's done so well and I know everyone talks about the projection mapping on the castle 
it is done so well on this on this thing that I my brain is like I don't get what just happened. Yeah, it's not. This it, is, it can't be. It's projection mapping at its finest for sure. It's like unbelievable where you think the tree is fucking moving, and I'm like I can't like I can't be like I know it's not, but it looks like it's moving. Yeah. I, yeah, I totally it, agree. It's incredible. It really is. It's one, and it's so unique. It's, I think it almost gets points for that in the uniqueness category. But like, it's, it's um, it's pretty incredible. I I think this light in the lighting category, I'm gonna give this a five. Five alive. Um, I, I'm with you. I'm I'm also giving it a five. So we give uh one we get one sip out there for the the good works done. Cheers to the Imagineers. You beat us again. <laughs> uh, so the next category is uniqueness. Uh, how unique is this? Uh, have you seen it before? Is it a copycat? Um, I'm going to leave you, before we do the scoring of this, with a quote from Imagineer and show producer Skip Lang. So cheers to Skip. Cheers. So Skip says, and uh, and I I got this out of I I found in my in my Disney book collection the making of Animal Kingdom theme park, and so oh, cool. so a lot of my factoids came out of uh, came out of this sucker, and this quote so was, adorable Ryan, <laughs> I've had it for a very long time. Um, I'm not still buying Disney books like this. Sure, I am. I am. Sure. Um, <laughs> So uh, this quote was, I found this quote in, uh, in the book, and, and Skip Lang says, this is our finest, most unusual icon. It's unique. You wouldn't want to recreate it again anywhere. You couldn't. I, I agree with that. <laughs> yeah, me too. I mean, like, I, like I, I think that you would never want to do this again. It looks like it was so hard to do, and I'm so glad that they did it, that they put the effort in, because it is, uh, it is amazing. Castles and spherical objects are not unique. This is not where, like, the castle shines or Spaceship Earth shines. But this is where the Tree of Life shines in that I don't know any other parks that's icon is a tree besides, like, Yellowstone Park. You know, like it's or like it's got to be like an actual. And that, yeah, and that park doesn't even have, you know, yeah, maybe like the Redwoods. I guess the Redwoods. Redwood uh, National Park. That's what I'm saying. It's like it's like the redwoods. It's got that, and that's just because it's literally all about the trees. Are we giving it fives across the board? I F- mean, it's fives a- across the board. Cheers to you, Mister Mister Lang, Mister Skip Lang. You are correct. Okay, we got one more in the technical round. Yep, one more in the technical. This is a uh, interior and exterior components. This category inc- includes rides, restaurants, shops, stage shows, nighttime spectaculars, etc. Uh, inside the tree, there is a 3D film and effects extravaganza written by Imagineer Kevin Rafferty, who uh, just announced his retirement. So cheers to you, Kevin. Cheers, Kevin. A lot of Imagineers in this one. Yep. I just wanted to drink more. Um <laughs> Uh, Kevin, uh, you know, would go on to create Cars Land and Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, along with a ton of other attractions. He was uh, like a Disney Imagineer legend. Didn't he just retire? Yeah, he just retired. Oh. Yep. 
And uh, this attraction, the attraction celebrates Earth's most numerous and under misunderstood life forms, insects. Uh, and it's uh, tough to be a bug off of the Pixar film, A Bug's Life. Uh, so we're going to get all up in that attraction in a future episode. Uh, but today we're saving the glory for the tree itself. Um, before they had committed to A Bug's Life, earlier thoughts, like the blue sky thoughts, were that it would be a walkthrough attraction where you'd see, you know, critters, like probably like bugs in like little cases and stuff. Oh, um, like, the, like the indoor, like part of the zoo where mm-hmm, you go mm-hmm. through and it's like tarantulas and yeah. exactly so they thought it would be that maybe or or at one uh at, at for a longer period of time uh the thought was that it would be like a, a really high-end restaurant see i was thinking i see my thing is that there should have been a restaurant in there and it should have been like a all pl- I, I, uh, stay with me on this i know, I'm, I know you're gonna grow but like spectacular plant base in the 90s gross but it could have been iconic yeah it could have i'm glad they didn't do it could have like had a really good like somebody that like changes your freaking mind about you know having to eat meat yeah sure and it could have been called the restaurant of life or they could have done it like the coral seas and they serve animals that are in the park yeah, see, I feel like this is what would happen with this. This is zebra. Like very, it's delicious. It would become very kitschy, and it would be like, did you order the crickets at, at Restaurant of Life? They get they have chocolate-covered crickets, and it would just become, like, it would just become so... Um, maybe it's better they didn't do it. Yeah. Did you order the giraffe? I heard it's good. <laughs> don't uh, don't uh, order the zebra. It's striped. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right i'm so, gonna leave now <laughs> those are our technical rounds uh oh wait we didn't we didn't rate it yet it. wait so that's the only component no you didn't talk about how it has a nighttime show yeah well we talked about that right before but that also factors into this yeah. category as well yeah yeah totally. so it has a ride and has a nighttime show is there a, a shop well there's shops surrounding it but not in it okay. particularly so it's got it's got it's just got a ride in it. Yeah, like that's not good enough. What Cinderella Castle's got? Spaceships Earth got a ride. Tower of Terror. Yeah. Um. Okay. So is this out of ten? This category? Yeah, this is out of ten. I think Cinderella's Castle has exponentially more because Cinderella's Castle has like a restaurant, the Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique. It's got a, a a suite. I mean, it it's got the fireworks show on. I mean, it's like. I I would say that like 80% of people don't experience the majority of those things that you just said on a given day in the park. And I would say that in that's a valid, that's a valid point. And I would say at, you know, the other three icons almost guaranteed you're going into, you're not guaranteed to go to a bug's life. I am. I love that show. I mean, I went to it last time, but it's like, um, I'm going to give it, I'm going to give it a six in this category. Wow. Hurting. What about you? Uh, I'm giving it an eight. Wow. All right. So let me give you the scores at the end of the technical category. This is out of a possible 30 points, right? Correct. Uh, so I gave it 12. I gave it um, 22. You gave it uh, 7. 
15 plus 8 is 25. Okay, I'm at 25 coming in at the halfway mark. Yeah. You're in at 22, just under the halfway mark. Coming into our, our dark horse category, the sentimentality round. This is out of 20 points. Uh, this is all about the joy and emotion that is attached to each of these park icons. Um, you know, I think we, we said it right off the bat today that there's there's something really special about coming through an entrance and winding through the paths of the oasis, which is that, that opening area of the park. Uh, it's all very tight. And then you you like go over this little bridge to the reveal of of the site of the tree of life. And it, it really does do, you know, what they were originally going out to, to do and like make this connection, this interconnectedness, you know, like, like you really do have a moment where you feel like connected to, uh, all the creatures that are, are on the tree and like to, to nature itself. Um, you know, it binds us to our fellow creature. Like there's a, like there's a bit of magic that's happening, I think, when you get this reveal. Um, that being said, like it's a little fake looking, you know, like like the the leaves are the a little leaves. bit too green, and like you know, it's it's like it's and like a little too like perfectly shaped, yeah, yeah, it's like just like a little fake looking, and you know that takes away a little bit for me more than like some of the other icons, which are a little bit more seamless. In their simplicity, maybe too, you know, like this is definitely the most complex out of all of the icons. So yeah, I don't know if I have that feel. Like I'm, I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm gonna mean to say I don't know because I feel like I'm always trying to soften the blow. No, do, I don't have that. Do you? I don't have that feeling that I have when you turn the corner to see the castle, or you see Spaceship Earth as you're like driving into the parking lot. Like I don't have that feeling with the tree of life when I finally see it, which, um, first of all, something that just, anytime I take a picture in front of it, there's just like a, a million people in the background. I think because it's so low, you can't take a photo where you're like, you're in the photo and then you're like able to sort of aim up. You have to kind of aim straight at it. Mm. So then your photo becomes like, there's just a crowd behind you. And I don't know if that ever feels like super special or like, like super, like this is my time with the icon, which I feel like when I get that photo in front of like spaceship earth or, or the castle. Um, also too, it just doesn't, it doesn't like, it's exciting to see it. It's like, Oh, here we are. We're at, we're at animal kingdom. You have that moment that they want, but I don't know if it's like, I'm like, Oh my God, I'm here. Like, I don't know if I'm getting that explosion of joy about the tree of life. Sure. Personally. Yeah, sure. I mean, it's, I don't, I don't think that you get that feeling from animal, animal kingdom in general, right? Like, I mean, it's a, no, it's, you know, it's, it's different than Epcot. It's different than yeah, Magic it's different. Kingdom. Um, so this is, this category is out of 20 points, right? Yeah. Would you like me to go first? Uh, you can if you. I mean, I, I'm locked and loaded. I'm I'm good to go whenever you are. Well, I think we should end on a higher note, so I will go first. I'm feeling like my score is going to be a little lower than yours. Uh, out of a possible twenty points, I'm going to give this a twelve. Okay, it's it's that that hurt its feelings. 
that hurts things. I know, but I gotta, I gotta be hey, real with people here. You gotta speak your truth. Yeah. Um, I'm not, I'm not all that, um, that much higher than you, to be honest. I'm, uh, I'm coming in at a 14, and oh. uh, you know, I originally had it at, uh, at like a 17. Like when uh-huh. I was like first like going through and like doing my you were thinking about it yeah, but then you know you brought up some good points and I agree with you and um I think that it scores higher in some of its previous rounds you know like it the sentiment like I don't have a like that much sentimentality about this yeah I mean also too like this is. The newest park. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were older when um, we started going to it. It's a zoo. Like it's a zoo. It's hot. You know, like we remember it when it didn't have the big trees with shade. Like you know, yeah. the most of the time that you know, like all of our memories didn't have didn't have uh, Pandora. Didn't you know? Most of yeah. ours didn't have even you know Everest. You know, the first probably ten times that I went or something didn't have Everest. Yeah. So. All right, so I have the scores for you. Lay them on me. Uh, uh, at the end of – so I had given it a total of 34 points out of a possible 50. You had given it 39. That means that we have an average score of 36.5. Tie goes to the icon, so this is coming in at a 37. I and think, I think we I think we nailed it, right? Yeah, that makes sense to me. I think 37 is right. I think 34 is a little low. 39 might be a little high. 37 is – just right. And that's why we do this. That's why we need more than one person to rate these. Yep. Goldilocks it, motherfucker. We had a Goldilocks it. So this is a 37. So we've got the castle is right now at a 45, and the Tree of Life is at a 37. Coming up next week, we have the um, the Tower of Terror, which is just dun, newly dun, invented. Dun. Like, Disney literally just... we. It's one of these divisive things where people didn't really know what the icon was of Hollywood studios, but Disney themselves have declared it the icon. And so it's the icon. And we'll, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it next week. Cause yeah, cause there's that park and it's iconography have some issues. It does. It does. Uh, but I'm excited to see how, how the chips fall here because I do think that there's a dark horse which will be the week after that, which will be Spaceship Earth on if that is the most iconic of the four icons. Yeah, I mean, I don't really think it's a dark horse. I think that that's a, just a straight-up contender. Just a horse. Just a just, horse. Yeah, the, that's just a fucking just stallion. A, one of the fastest horses, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so as we start to wrap things up, uh, Adrian, how drunk are you on a scale of Jane Goodall to her chimp, Mr. David Greybeard? Oh, I'm definitely Mr. David gray beard um in that i'm old and drunk (laughs) fair enough i think i'm i'm like right now drunk wise i think i'm uh woody allen's character z marion 4195 otherwise known as z from the bugs life ripoff ants because after you Ah! because after you know you can just never see it the same way again right some scandalous shit Ants, like I mean, did the, I? That was such a flop. Such a flop. Mm. Good, that motherfucker needs flops. As all Woody Allen movies should be, <laughs> and now most likely will be. Will be scandals, motherfucker, scandals. Ah. 
The Dark Ride is presented by Drunk Distry and is available every Wednesday on YouTube, iTunes, Stitcher, and wherever podcasts are available. The show is free, but you can always pay us by simply liking and subscribing, maybe giving us a five-star rating and a quick review. Those things really help us out. Or just by telling a Disney Parks-loving friend to listen. Uh, that's like the biggest help that you can do. Uh, feel free to hit us up at drunkdistry at gmail.com for comments, shout-outs, uh, drink, uh, recipes or show ideas or just if you need a pen pal, you know, hit me up. I'll write to you. Also, please follow us on Instagram for lots of great Disney Parks content at Drunk Distry. Uh, we also have our YouTube channel up and running now. Um, I think maybe this might be the first episode that's up there, too. So we'll see. We'll see if we can get our shit together and, and get this up. Uh, hey, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> If, uh, yeah, let us know if that's something that you're into, um, you know, that you, you want to see our show. Yeah. You know, you, we're people you know. that watch podcasts on YouTube. So yeah. if other people w- want to do that, then we're going to put it up there. Yeah. If you want to see Adrian and my, my goofy faces were while we're getting buzzed, we're, we're happy to oblige. We're happy to, to share our goofy faces. <laughs> Adrian, what's our, our YouTube channel is, uh, is drunk. Uh, history. Drunk history. Yeah. yeah. Don't forget it. Thanks for joining us, and remember to always keep your kingdom cool. Well, I happen to find me a buggy coming out from under rock in the grass. Yeah, he got his buggy luggage. No time to talk, he walking fast. Yep, said he.